Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Petey Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. Let me just say, you boys completely made up for not having a show last week, putting out a two-hour and 20-minute extravaganza. This shit was so jam-packed with information and life advice, everything from gays wear two bathing suits, I mean, who knew that shit? To that if you're heading to Greece, expect to do some day dancing because even the shitter at the airport has a DJ. We learn that Watt looks like a goddamn T-Rex on the side of a New York City skyscraper. All that along with finding out nothing rhymes with fucking petting zoo. But most of all, we learn that Petey's old high school friends are a bunch of dick-hungry phone-texting hacks. It was quite the show, I tell ya. Oh yeah, and congratulations has to go out to Mr. Corielli on a hole-in-one. That's a nice job, sir. Later. Pete and Sebastian show, we're back. Neither of us are in our respective homes, but at least I can say confidently we're both in America. Both in the homeland, thank God. Uh, what's going on? Where are you, uh, where are you broadcasting from? I'm, I think in the history of the Pete and Sebastian show, if I'm not mistaken, I'm doing my first ever outdoor show. I'm completely outdoors. I'm on a picnic table in this giant grassy field in the backyard of this gorgeous little two-bedroom cabin my wife and I rented right on an island in the middle of Lake Champlain called South Hero Island. Wow, what a great setting for a show. Great setting for a show. Not such a great setting for a child a little over two years old with not a playground in sight, not a child in sight. Ugh. And then on top of it all, bro, she got 104 fever last night, so we had to take her to the island clinic today, which was really nice, actually. Um, dealt with that all morning. Uh, when the baby goes down with an illness or something happens, maybe she falls, she's got a temperature... As a parent, what is the feeling there, uh, being a, a new parent? Is it like, oh, sh- we got to get her to the hot, ho- ho- yeah. what is it? That's a good question. You know, like, as I've said before, my daughter happens to be adorable, so you don't like to see a sick. If you got an ugly kid, I don't know if he cares much. <laughs> 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 uh, but when they're adorable and they're sick No, seriously, no she, uh, Yeah, so she gets the fever last night, right? Yesterday 
and it gets up to you know Jackie puts the thermometer up or, up or behind and I'm talking to her like you know who's your favorite guy on Paw Patrol is it Chase is it Rubble you know I'm naming all the characters meanwhile Jackie's trying to measure the temperature up her ass and as I'm talking to her you hear Jackie down by the ass going 101 104 102 two you know and it got all the way up to 104.3 and I said to Jackie when it gets to uh, good FM radio station numbers. Is, is, is that when you finally go to the doctor? So, of course, the first thing you do, bro, is you Google. Uh, the first thing I Google is what temperature does a child have where you go to the hospital? Yeah. yeah let's let's get that out of the way, right? Oh, and then, of course, you get, well, when my daughter had... I, 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 answer the fucking question! <laughs> I asked a simple question here. I don't need your tail. So, anyway... Um, it's, it, it stopped at about 103.8. And Jackie's got a, her best friend is a nurse. One of her closest friends is a nurse uh, and knows all this stuff. So we call her up. Who, she has a child. And she's like, as long as she's still drinking stuff, uh, that's the important thing. Uh, check her feet for red pimples. I'm like, what the fuck? Because there's some, some, I forget the name of it, but there's something that's very uh, disease, uh, virus kids get very popular this time of year. And you can see little red pox on their feet that turn to blisters. Coxsackie virus. It's a cool it, name. Interesting name. Do you know why they called it Coxsackie virus? This is a little medical trivia. Dr. Shears. Well, there's a town in New York near Albany called Coxsackie, New York. And that's where the virus was first isolated back in the late 1940s. If the kid had a blisters all over her feet, I'd already been halfway to the hospital. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> what is the temperature? Did you find out when, when you start worrying? I mean, to me, if it goes past 102, I'm thinking the kid's passing away. Yeah, I'm thinking of over 102, I'm thinking about buying out all the ice at the local gas station, <laughs> dumping it in the tub, you know, and doing one of those things. But you go online and it says... Once it gets over 103, uh, you know, you should take her to, to immediately. But then you almost want to re-Google, okay, what if it's you're on an island on vacation? Do you still? Because I'm like, I would have to take a ferry to get back to New York. Yeah. Or else drive to Burlington, Vermont. So, you know, but like I said, uh, we called her and she said as long as she's drinking stuff, that's the important thing. Keep giving it a Tylenol and that'll help it go down. So, um you know, we did all that, and you feel bad, and you, you know, you're worried, but you're not... See, the only two things... Wait, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt here, but how how does a a baby swallow Tylenol? How does that work? Liquid Tylenol. Oh, liquid, okay. Yeah. See, these are things that... I didn't even know they had liquid Tylenol. That, that your nanny will know, so it's an honor. <laughs> All you gotta know how to do is give kisses and high fives, bro. That's gonna be your world, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, shit. So, oh, I mean, man. yeah, it's, it's a liquid form. Uh, you know, so then in the middle of the night, you know, you know, you, you, you every four hours you gotta give them more of the liquid Tylenol, and but like there's nothing you can do until the next morning anyway. So you wake up the next morning today, and it was it was down to 102.5. And Jackie's like, I'm not doing this all day. It could be an earache. It could be a lot of different things. We're going, we're going in. So then we take her in, and we're in the waiting room. 
and uh, like I said, it was a nice, clean place. It wasn't crowded. I was afraid it was going to be filled with hillbilly kids down from the hills of Vermont, yeah. coughing left and right. But it was empty, man. And uh, and then I'm holding Sadie, and she just starts puking all over me, all over the waiting room floor. So now I got I got puke all over my neck and back and stuff. And you just you know, but dude, that's the thing about being a parent. You don't even care. It's like about the puke. You just care about the kid. It's un. Man, until you have a kid, that's the moment where you can look at your parents and go, holy shit, man, thanks for everything. Yeah. I mean, really, thanks for everything. <laughs> holy shit. So, uh, it's amazing yeah. what you do not know, uh, and I'm speaking about myself here, when you're not a parent, all these things that you kind of have to learn on the fly, temperature and and liquid Tylenol, and uh, why isn't the baby sleeping? Is that cry an earache, or are they tired? Is this stuff that innately you're just picking up, or is the is the mother more in tune to that type of stuff? Where are you in the diagnoses of what the hell's happening? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The parent, the mother is way more, I would say, almost always, at least in my case, Jackie's way more in tune with all that stuff. Uh, you know, like, uh, I, I did grab her yesterday. I'm like, she seems kind of hot. But like I said, I was just going to give her a tub of ice water. You know, even when Jackie said she needs Tylenol, I'm, I'm like, oh, should I break it up? Like you said, I'll put it in one of those things where you mince it or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, like, like muddle it. Like muddle it like a mojito. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Exactly, man. Roll the stone. Roll the stone. So, uh. Yeah, but no, they, they, dude, mothers just instinctually, they, they, there's a reason God doesn't have the kid come out of us, bro. Yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah, he knows what, you know, and then sometimes I'm trying to hold Sadie and she just wants mommy. I just want mommy. So anyway, all that, uh, the only thing is when we went to the place and I'm filling out the paperwork for the insurance, they take Sadie and Jackie in the back already. That's how quick it was rolling. So then they go, uh. Hey, come on, now that you're done, we'll, we'll take you back where they are. I walk in, Sadie's in the hospital bed with the gown on and a blanket over her. And I'm like, what, in the little time I was gone, was she diagnosed with the plague? What the f- <laughs> The gown? I think I got the gown three times in my whole life. <laughs> did you I, ever do an overnight? Not good. I never no, did an overnight. No, no, never done an overnight. Never had a gown. That's it. That's, that's Italian, bro. Italians don't do time in hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when did you have the gown? In, when when did I ever have the gown? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh, I had the gown for, uh, you know, like I had a, a bump on my head that they had to... You, you never got like a, what do you call it, like a cyst on my head. And they got to cut that out. Mm. And uh, so they put the gown on me to take me into the back to cut that out, which I thought was a little over, a little much. I mean, then I had another cyst on my head. Hold on, hold on. Thank you. Thank you. You can just drop it there. Thank you. That's you know how like in uh, different strokes it's not a show until the, uh, until little Arnold goes. What you what? talking about, Willis? <laughs> t- it's not a show until somebody is serving you. No, I'm telling you. Listen, we're at but, we're but, at a hotel. Oh right, that's right. Right, and and uh, I got a problem with the quick knock on the door, and then they just come in like. Where is like the knock on the door? And there's got to be like at least a 10 to 13 second wait to, for the person to answer. What's with I the agree. knock as they're coming in? What is that? I, you know, I don't get a lot of room service, but I, I, they, with the housekeeping, you got to put the latch on. 
I can't tell you how many times, and I know you know this, I'm saying it to the listeners, the only thing that separated me from, from what you're saying, the knock walking at once, is, is, is literally that little, the latch that keeps the door closed mm. at least three inches. And then they got their mouth coming through the little crack. <laughs> Sorry, I did not know you were in there. Yeah, well, now you know. And you're still yelling through the crack. So what are you getting? Are they coming in with room service? No, I don't know. She dropped off a robe, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. We were out. I came back to do the cast. And this woman's dropping off a, a robe. And she was going to come all the way in. I'm like, hey, just just right there by the door, drop it. I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, I, I guess I got to put that do not disturb on. I mean, they, they just keep coming in. Are you, uh, are you, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to put the copy before the horse here. But you might be getting into territory where you got to start checking in under an assumed name. There could be. Could be a Maniscalco fan saying, fuck it, I'll just drop off a robe. I'll do the knock walking. I just want to see the guy. I just want to see the guy. I mean, you should talk to Watt about that. Get him in a good mood, though. I'll tell you that much. The knock walking. Yeah. Oh, God. So, I'm sorry. I interrupted your story, or, or the maid interrupted the story. What, uh, what were you talking about? No, that was basically it. The gown, I got it once when I got a cyst taken out yeah. of my head. But otherwise, never had the, much of a gown wear, and I've never done an overnight knocking wood again in a hospital. Yeah, I just, I, I, don't, I don't even care to go. I mean, like your mother, who hasn't seen the doctor in, what, 59 years. I'm kind of like her. If, I, if it ain't killing me, I ain't going in to, uh, to see nobody. And, and it leads me into my, my first topic of discussion. I'm coming off a... And I don't mean to get too graphic here on the, on the show, but I'm coming off a two and a half day. I don't know what I picked up in Turkey, but uh, it's been in the toilet for the last two and a half days. Uh, I've been living in the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. It started when I left Turkey, and then when I got on the plane, I kept going to the bathroom. It was an 11-hour flight. I must have been to the bathroom about 12 times. Once every hour I went. Now, when I went, I couldn't go in the bathroom for some reason. When you're on an airplane, uh, for whatever reason, you can't go number two. I don't know if it's the altitude, if it's the comfort. I don't know what it is, but I can't, I can't go. But I did something that uh, I highly recommend, and I don't know if anybody does this. I knew I was going to have stomach problems on the airplane. I, I knew that going in. So what I did, by the way, I don't know, there's like a wind. There's a wind coming into your microphone. I know it's great outside at all. Yeah. <laughs> the... Damn, you know, the wind did pick up. I, I, I caught that myself. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to have to relocate. I'm going to have to relocate. While we wait for Pete to regain some sort of broadcast professionalism, I'd like to share with you a little audience interaction clip of Pete on stage recently in Tampa, Florida. And let this be a lesson to all you men out there who want to bring your ladies to a Pete Corielli show. If she starts talking, that's on you. <laughs> so... <laughs> Where am I from? You can't tell Kansas. <laughs> what part of what, lady? We're in the middle of the show. What are we, the She's like, man, me, I'm not answering. Yeah. 
Haven't you at the zoo? I got the peanuts, the elephant's not calling. I'm like, what the fuck? I got peanuts. Let's go. Where you're from. I'm from, oh, uh, I grew up in Long Island. Okay. And then I lived in. What part of 157 Pepperidge Road, Oakdale, New York? Back room, top bunk. You got it. Okay, anyway, so you were saying, man. I was saying I had a stomach problem. I got on the airplane. I knew I was going to be in and out of the bathroom. Now, when I go into a public restroom, I decorate the toilet seat with toilet paper. You know, I got to set it up right. Uh, I don't know if people know how to properly line a toilet. Uh, but the way I do it, it's like a piece of, a piece of work, man. I mean, double ply. Yeah. Um, right on both sides and I do a uh, double ply on the back and I don't know if a lot of people do this but I also do you know that little front area where it's like a dip in the toilet seat to the Ye brim yes yes I cover that too oh absolutely man hey, you sound like me do you, when you're done and you're getting ready to leave you almost hate to leave it's like a bird who's done with the nest <laughs> What a work of art, man. Oh, my God. And I actually get upset if I get off the toilet and a piece kind of falls to the floor. I feel like I broke the fort. <laughs> yeah, but do you, all right, I don't want to get too graphic, but what's your take on when you use the ones that they offer, which I do like, you know, the toilet seat covers? Yeah. Okay, when you use one of those, first of all, do you still add your own nest first before that, or you just go with that? <laughs> I just go with the one ply, and I don't, I don't do a, <laughs> I don't do a, a double nest, if you will. I, I just use what they give me. I do too, but sometimes they don't have the cutout in the middle. is not cut out well enough, and I'm afraid when I go, it's not going to break through that. Yeah. And I'm going to be sitting in it. Yeah, so I don't know. Why do they have the middle part on that? It's a waste of paper, man. It must be helpful for packaging or whatnot, but we don't need it. We just got to get rid of it. And sometimes when we go to push it through, we rip the whole thing. Yeah. Now I got to get another one. I'd rather go with the toilet paper two-ply. But that's not really why I mentioned this story. The point of this is, and I don't know if anybody's ever done this, but and I'm going to pat myself on the back here. I brought in my own air freshener. So, when I was done, I sprayed the room with my travel spray, natural odor eliminator. Right. And I came out, and I got to tell you, the, the people that were going in after me, even the flight attendants I heard whispering going, did we, did we get new deodorizer in there? <laughs> I mean, the, the consideration... <coughs> I mean, I would love to give it out to the listeners. Has anybody ever heard of anyone bringing in their own air freshener 
to freshen up the room after use. Now, are we talking liquid? What are we? What is this? No, we're talking a two, two full, uh, two ounces, natural. It's called Fresh Wave. It's a spray. Lana turned me on to it. It's a spray. So, not only, and this is a little going too far. Never. But, not only, I'm spraying while I'm sitting on the toilet. So none of it's really escaping outside. Like, uh, what? There's a little vent. If you look on the in the on the airplane door down below, there's a vent there that kind of ventilates the outside. I'm spraying the spray in that vent, so while I'm in there, if any, you know, wind happened to come out, they're smelling the spray, man. That's I'm, considerate. I'm telling you, the people that went in there, they're going, what the fuck? I, I just never heard of anything like it, no, and I, I just want to pass that tidbit on to our listeners to, you know, because I'm sorry, I many a time I've been waiting outside a, an air, uh, airline uh, restroom, and a guy or a woman comes out, and I'm like, how? And all of a sudden, now that smell is attached to that person. So every time I see them on the plane now, I got to look on my face like, the fuck came out of your body? Oh, disdain. <laughs> to the point where if the plane went down and you had an opportunity to save that person, you might not, based on what they left in the bathroom. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. Absolutely. Man. The littlest thing can make me really not have any regard for you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I had a woman, not to go off on a side note here, but she was in front of me on my last flight. And holy shit, dude, she's got one of her own little water bottles. So when the flight attendant comes over and says, you know, would you, would you like, she wants water, right? So it's, you know how sometimes the flight attendant just have the giant waters that they pour cups into? Yeah. The, this lady holds up her big oh, thing. Oh, come on, Yeah, man. and the woman, the flight attendant pours the rest of her bottle in it, and it still doesn't fill the woman's thing. So then the woman goes... Can I get more? And the lady goes, the flight attendant goes, can I come back? Can you drink that first? I mean, she goes, okay, okay. And the f flight attendant leaves. Now, I'm already thinking, I don't like this lady. I, and she turns to the woman next to her and goes, I drink a lot of water. I work out, so I drink a lot of water. I'm like, oh, I don't like you more now. Oh, right? God. When someone says they drink a lot of water, I almost want a water boredom. <laughs> <laughs> just to see if afterward you still like water or does it have the same effect as getting drunk on a whiskey and you don't want that whiskey anymore but here's where it took a turn dude we land we go to get off the plane I couldn't I don't care for this woman based on that for the last hour I haven't yeah. been here and I hear it chatting about her working out as we go to get off the plane she stands up She's huge, bro. She's a muscle uh, bodybuilder. Oh, this is when I was going, it was a few weeks back, going to Tampa. She was huge, and she was going to Tampa, turns out, for a competition. So now I didn't mind about the water. I didn't realize you were a bodybuilder and you're eating raw tuna fish and all that shit. So it was, uh, I just thought you were an annoying lady letting everyone know you love water. But that's, I had all those emotions in an hour about this person I don't know, <laughs> let alone someone leaving a smelly dump. You animal, you animal. Well, that's, and we've discussed this on the cast before. Me and you, you and I, tend to hone in on people with their behavior 
and it gets us so upset. And, and, I, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, just listening to the story, if you drink a lot of water and you're a bodybuilder, go to the Hudson News in the airport, pick up yourself two big bottles, and bring them on the plane. The fact that she is, you know, over-consuming yeah. her water supply. Listen, you buy the ticket, they're factoring in that you're going to drink maybe just a small <laughs> bottle of water. Not, not, not a gallon. Yeah, exactly. Like man. if everybody thought the way this lady thought and they all brought their thermos on to get filled up, no one would have water on the plane. You would imagine we'd run out. I mean, this woman went through half a bottle of water, another bottle. You're right. Bring your own two bottles on. And what, before you're done with them, you can curl them, too. How about that? Yeah. She was big cut, cut woman. Cut. You know, I don't know. I've been married since the beginning of time. But uh, I don't know what it would ever be like years ago just once to... Make love to a bodybuilder. Like, what, 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 what do you think your take would be on it in the middle of the dark, rubbing the soft, smooth skin of a woman, and then coming across a bicep bigger than your own? I mean, would that, would, would that yeah. just like, oh, this, I'm having such a good time, then as your fingers go over, you're like, not as much right now. And then they come down the other end of that mountain, and you're like, I'm having a good time again. Well, you got to figure the whole body's one mu big muscle, right? The legs, the calf. Anywhere you touch, you're gonna get. Uh, you're gonna get like what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It depends. Is this one of these bodybuilders that? Because there's women out there that do like these competitive, um, you know, body competitions, yes, that and was some her. are very like slim, sleek, but do have some muscle tone. Are you talking like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type, but a woman? Yeah, I'm, well, she definitely wasn't a petite woman, but when I say big, I just mean very muscular. Obviously, she was really, yeah, no body fat whatsoever, man. We're talking competitive bodybuilder, uh, but, but clearly very strong to the point where, like, is there, if you're with a woman like that, are there moments where, you know, you're so heated in bed where you're like, gotta go, easy, baby, easy, baby. You Maybe, know? yeah, you would think you'd have to kind of talk her down a little bit, say, hey, relax. I mean, or I don't know. Maybe they are. I, I don't know. I've never had that experience, so I, I can't speak to it. But there got to be some feminine bodybuilders, no? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. There's different levels, but you know, we we, we get personal here. I'll be I'll be honest. Like there was one time in particular where uh, me and Jackie were fooling around, and I was just getting so worked up, you know, before we even you know did, you know did the big deed. And she's like, she literally goes, calm down, calm down, calm down, like that, like that. And I was like, God, she's like a matador <laughs> trying to shake the red cape, right? So <laughs> if you're with a woman who physically can take you and she's getting all hopped up to the point where you, you got to be like, okay, baby, okay, baby, Tony, <laughs> you know? I mean, you got you got a bull in a china shop going on here. <laughs> Never experienced that, man. Never, oh, never. Oh, God. Yeah, I've always been able to take the person I'm making love to <laughs> if it came down to it. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, guys, listen. Don't forget to go to PeteCorielli.com to find all upcoming dates. Mid-September, what, the 17th through 20th, I'll be in Des Moines, Iowa. First weekend of October, I'll be in Providence, Rhode Island. 
Going to make my way to the Baltimore area, Long Island, all before the new year. So like I said, you go to PeteCorielli.com for the dates. And now, if you go to PeteCorielli.com, you can also click on to the box that says The Pete. doesn't get any easier than that. You click on to The Pete, and you can have all the old editions of The Pete. They're all archived. Every article, every video, every photograph. Just go to PeteCorielli.com. You can download them all before you get on an airplane, on a train. Plenty of good reading and good viewing. And the reason I'm releasing those in the archives is because we're taking a week hiatus because starting next Sunday, we're coming out with the first full video edition of The Pete. You have to go to PeteCorielli.com to subscribe for that. There will be no more written word. It will be a full-on television show called The Pete. And as you people know, I show archive clips of never-before-seen footage, such as a scene in an independent movie where I show my damn ass, thinking I'm making an artistic choice. And if you caught the last edition of The Pete, I showed highlighted clips from a pilot sitcom I did with Jim Brewer. And I uh, had a contest, which I'll announce the winner from on the next edition of The Pete. All that for free at PeteCorielli.com. Can't thank you guys enough for listening, man. It means the world. Later. So anyway, man, uh, you broke your rule, though, I guess, and you actually had to use the bowl quite a bit while you were uh, flying. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was the worst flight I think I've ever had. It's nothing worse than feeling ill on a long flight. Um, body was aching. Everything hurt. Then I got off the plane, and basically for the last 24 hours, it's just been, it's been awful. Now, finally, it's kind of clearing up, but uh, we had a great rest of the vacation. I got to gotta tell anybody that's looking to do something kind of out of the ordinary go to turkey we went to bodrum which is on the coast and we ended in istanbul and uh i got a turkish bath really yeah man lana said you know we're in turkey let's get a turkish bath so she made the call she got us signed up you know she did her research we got a recommendation from the hotel they said this particular uh, bathhouse is beautiful. They know what they're doing. And to Lana's credit, the thing, the place was amazing. It's just a beautiful, like a palace almost. But I, I didn't know what to expect. Right. I just didn't know what to expect. I just trusted Lana that, okay, we're going to go get a Turkish bath. She's going to go to the woman's side. I'm going to go to the man's side. And that's, that's how we started it. Now, you go in, they give you a, uh, I wouldn't even call it a towel. It's like almost like a blanket type material. You know that blanket that you gave me for uh, Christmas? That gray blanket? Yes. It's like that type of material, and it acts as a towel. So they give you that, and you wrap that around your waist. You're naked underneath. And this, uh, I call him a boy. He had a very innocent look to him. He was about 25 years old kind of pimple-faced. He comes in in kind of massage wear, like those massage pants, massage type of shirt with those uh, Crocs, you know, those yeah. type of shoes. Yeah. What are massage pants? Like, we mean like like white pants? You yeah, mean? like it's a beige, very relaxed, almost reminds me of kind of like a nurse's outfit. like a. Right, okay. So he, he takes me into this... 
it's very hard to describe. It's just like a beautiful domed, really high ceilings. I'd say like 30 feet, 30 foot ceilings, marble everywhere. And he puts you in this. Does, like, he, does he speak English? Barely. So like when he comes in, what does he say to you? Hello, you know, like, hello. My name is uh, Hassan. And, and, oh, okay. Come with me. And, uh, stay here. You know, it's like it's very kind of <laughs> yeah. broken. Just stay here. Relax. And relax? He says relax. You're rubbed down by Hassan <laughs> in Turkey. You're telling me to relax, guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, right away, as soon as he comes in, I... The radar goes off. It's, you know, once you're in these environments, you're always like kind of weary of kind of where this is going to go. What am I going to encounter? Yeah. He tells me to relax in this room and then take a shower. Now, I don't see any shower heads. I go, before he leaves, I go, there's no shower. He goes, oh, there's a, like a big stone sink there with a pail. So then he, <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to do like a... Like a pale shower, just like a prison bed. Like a, a take your turn, bed. pass the bucket to the next guy. <laughs> Basically, a glorified prison bed. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm I can't even relax because I don't know what's gonna happen to me. Sure. So I'm just sitting there. I decide to take off my towel real quick. I, listen, I'm not one of these guys that freely walks around naked. You know, like there's a lot of guys that are very comfortable with their nakedness. Yeah. And I'm not that guy. I just feel like, you know, I've never been into public shower. Really right. not my not my deal. Hey, we got a classic episode, folks. You got to go back to the archive. Sean from PNS Quotes could probably uh, put it up. Early on, Sebastian talks about being in a locker room and puts a towel around them while he takes yeah. his shorts off. Yeah, this was one of the first episodes yes. we did in that basement. Yes, like uh, like a chick does at the beach, which is in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we're with you. But now you're in this Turkish bathhouse. Hassan left you alone with a bucket and a little stone thing, and uh, you're going to take the towel off and take yeah. a shower. took the towel off. I did my prison bath, quickly put the towel back on, and I'm sitting there. And Hassan comes back in, and he's in a towel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I go, what the fuck did Lana sign me up for? Did she check the wrong box? <laughs> I got Jackie just gave me the nod. I got to watch the volume. Sadie's sleeping and she's, she's ill. But, dude, this is fucking killing me, man. Holy shit. Now, when he comes in with the towel, are you already have your towel off? Are no, no, I got my towel over on. Your head? No, he's got a proper towel on. I got this. I look like a genie. So... He's got a towel on. I got a towel on. I'm going, what the fuck does this guy got a towel on for? <laughs> and what is he back here for, right? Well, he's he's back to give me the... To, oh, to, he's, to, oh, to give okay. me the bath. This guy's... The rub, the rub. This he, guy's going to give me the rub. Right, not the bath. The bath you're supposed to do on your own. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right? He's going to give me whatever I'm there for. Right, right. Which is still yet to be determined. <laughs> yeah. So he takes me. He takes me like an old man. He kind of like takes my arm, you know, like, and kind of guides me, like, I need, like, help walking. It was very kind of awkward. Right. And... <laughs> what the... What do you mean? Like, he took your, your hand? Like, like my arm. Like, he grabbed my arm, my forearm. Okay. And he kind of led me to this, like, a public area. The best way I could describe it is in the middle of this big domed room. 
there's an octagon a marble octagon and there's like little side destinations where you could see um you know other people getting basically a wash down from other people it's very public a washdown? I don't mean to interrupt so much, bro, but yeah. I'm visually, I'm there with you, man. So it, it, he's guiding you into another larger room, which is probably the big main part of the Turkish bathhouse. Yeah, and, and then and, there's little side rooms. And there are men, like, would they have, like, soup ladles, and they're delicately dumping the water over the backs of other men? Yeah. Right. But and you could they, see it. You could see it. There's, like, there's like little, like, little walls, maybe, like, two feet, like, a wall, but you could see, like, people's heads... Right. Uh, so uh, the point of the story is it's like a public communal area. It's not like we're in a private room. So he takes me and he basically tells me to take my towel off. Now, I'm like, guy, you got a towel on. Then you want me to take my towel Like, where's this going, man? <laughs> <laughs> So I take my towel off, but, and I don't know if you could even relate to this because I've never been in this situation, but I take my towel off, but I kind of leave my towel like in my right hand and it's just, it's just hanging, but it's hanging over my like private area. So, so it's just hanging there. So he goes, sit down. I got to sit down bare ass on this marble slab. With, and this is for you. You don't even know if they like cleaned it from the last guy, right? When you steam, I steam. I always put my towel down. On yeah, the, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, this is uh, this is like who was whose ass was here? Like when I go to a, a sauna or a steam room, I put the towel down because I don't know what ass was sitting there before mine, and I don't want his ass on my ass his ass went on your ass which is why your ass was on the goddamn toilet the whole way home from fucking turkey <laughs> yeah this is probably why i got the, oh, the shits yeah. for two and a half days. oh yeah whatever turkish microbiotics he had or whatever they just hopped right up into your fucking white shaved ass i'm sure <laughs> bro this is a fu- god i did you get arrested and you didn't realize it I feel, I feel like you're in jail. All right, keep going with this. So, so, so now you're dangling your towel with one hand, sitting on the rock on the, so on the slab. He sits me down. Now I take the towel. The towel is now bunched over my my penis in a... Uh, by the way, what's the proper word? When we're referring to the male genitalia, do we... If am I ta- When I'm talking to another man... Do I go, do I say cock, penis? What is the proper? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's a know your audience thing. You know, you and I are classy guys, so we, we keep it relatively. You know, like you, you, you're doing great right now. You know, yeah, I, you I just never to... under, uh, never knew what the proper way to describe. You know, is, is penis the polite way? If I say cock, is it too? Graphic. Uh, we talk about food and flying. This is new territory for all of us. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So, and and, I, and this is all men, right? There's no Lana sightings yet. Uh, no, no. This is all guys. There's no women in this thing at all. This is okay. a this is a, a male side of the operation. All right. 
So I'm sitting down, ass naked on marble. I got the towel bunched over my penis. It's in a ball. It's almost like in a ball. It's not even covering my legs. It's just clopped up right over it. Yeah. And this guy starts taking this pail full of hot water into the sink and just starts throwing water at me. I feel like I feel like I'm being waterboarded, right? <laughs> Can't be, there's no there's no like um, warning to what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, like you go to an American uh, spa or a massage. They're very polite. They're like, I'm gonna leave the room. Please disrobe and put yourself under the blanket. And everything is like kind of. Then they knock when they come back in. This is. Get the fuck down on the marble plate. We're going to fucking wash your body clean. <laughs> There's no warning, man. Right. So he's throwing water at me. I'm like, can't breathe. I'm wiping my eyes. I come up. you're like, yeah, spit water kind of out of my mouth. And he goes to me, you look, uh, you look angry. You look angry. Your face looks tense. And I'm sitting there, I, I, I'm giving the meanest face I could possibly give to m m look more like like a fucking man than I already am. You know, like, I feel if I, if I smile at all, it's going to give this guy license to fucking feel my balls. No, I, dude, I'm not, you're like... I can picture you just like, oh, oh, they're not going to break me. They're not going to break me. I hate you. I hate your nation. And I hate your people. <laughs> so, oh, and it's it, like, like you said, the war. Before, it's war. like, how, how relaxed can you be sitting naked on a marble slab getting whipped with, with hot water? Right now, I mean, I know you love to exaggerate. So, is the water warm? Is it? Is it? And, it's and, it's like a shower. It's like bath water. If you were to take a bath, this is what it is. But it's like you're getting you're getting soaked with it. Okay. Now, now, uh, now, are we going to to soap and rubbing, or is it just a, a rinse? Where does this is a here? rinse, and then after he's done with this rinsing process. He puts on this exfoliating mitt on his right hand and starts rubbing my back. Like he bent oh. me over. Oh. And he's scrubbing my back. I've never seen this type of. It's almost like somebody's washing a car. Yeah. Aggressive, man. <laughs> and gray shit starts falling off my shoulders. And I go. Hey, hey, just what is it? He goes, it's dead skin. I go, is this normal? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it's actually abnormal. Uh, and again, I'm not gonna do the accent, but he basically told me that a lot of guys that go in there, they start scrubbing them, and there's so much dead skin, it clogs the drain. Oh my! What the? What is it? What, what do you mean, dead skin? Like, like uh, I, I know, I know, I know. Like Jackie does it, rubs the feet and stuff, and she's like, look at all that dead skin that comes off. But, like, I don't know. How did you feel after this? Well, I tell you what. I mean, anytime I start seeing like 
things start falling off my body, I feel like something good is happening. Like there's, you know, just something is good. Like if you're scrubbing my skin and shit's flaking off, I feel like I'm becoming a new man. Yeah, anything that's coming off shouldn't be there to begin with. To begin with, with, right? Yeah. So he does all this scrubbing. And uh, after the scrubbing, I get uh, another waterboarding. And then he takes out this clay. And again, there's no... There's no, I'm going to take out clay. There's nothing. Just clay on the face, on the chest, and on the legs. There's a grown man putting clay all over my body. Now, now when he was doing the rub with the, with the sponge thing, did he just do the back? Or no, did he do the whole the... body. The legs, the arms, the chest, the back, the feet, the whole thing. So like when he does the, so he just kind of just uh, just goes around the groin area and just yeah yeah the yeah the the groin area he doesn't really go near like that's what I was wondering I go okay right, how right. close is this guy gonna get right right to my balls right but he you know he he didn't go I'd say you know about four inches he kind of kept that area right. That's yeah. fair. We're all grown men here. This is like not sensual. This is not a rub down. This is fucking a Turkish bath. Turkish bath. But the guy had a look in his face. You know when you look at somebody and just like, yeah, there's something off here. Like there's just something off. It wasn't like, uh, you know, the, I, I had a sense that if I just took the towel off that he'd get, he'd get really happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I. You know, I feel. I think Turkish men like. Uh, you know, they don't got a problem with that, man. What happens in the Turkish bathhouse is it's like a little Vegas to them, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened, man. Just a little. Got some skin cells off, and uh, we were done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. So it, I think he was offended that you didn't even want that. Yeah, I was waiting for. At this point, I'm waiting for any sign of any type of foul activity to go, that's it, I'm done. That's what I'm waiting for. Hey, look, he basically said, I'll, I'll be happy to jerk that angry face off you if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a rated. This is, we got to let Lou put, you know, let people know ahead of time this particular story. You might want to make sure the kids are sleeping in the back of the car. <laughs> oh god yeah this is after dark this is the after dark cast just this this particular episode at this uh story oh. hopefully i so. know you got a story about cooking in greece too i don't know how that turned out <laughs> the following feature has been rated r by the motion picture association of america it is intended for mature audiences and parental discretion is advised home box office will show this feature only at night all right, yeah, so he does the full scrub down, getting the dead blood cells off, skin yeah. cells all off. It's a 10-minute, you got to sit there for 10 minutes with the clay on. Now, while, while I'm sitting there with the clay, he's squeegeeing down this work area. He's got a squeegee, he's putting, you know, he's squeegeeing shit down the drain. And as he's doing this, I'm sitting there, and I turn to my right, and on that octagon, there's a man... From what I could tell, it's very hairy. He's about 250 pounds, laying on his back, and he's his whole body is covered in soap suds. And 
his Turkish bath guy has got his leg up on his shoulder and he's just washing his leg. And I go, oh, is, that, is that the next step? Or did he get an extra... Is that an a la carte option? What is that? I didn't see that on the car wash sign on the way in. Yeah. Is that number seven? <laughs> Mind you, I don't know what the hell I'm signed up for. Lana just signed me up, so I don't know what I'm getting. Right. So, sure enough, we go to this marble thing. And again, the towel isn't even an option. He's like, you know, he's like... Come on, we go here, and I can't even get the towel wrapped around me. It's like half wrapped. Oh, forget the towel. You guys are practically drinking martinis at this point together. <laughs> the towel's irrelevant. Yeah, all right, so the towel's done. We've moved on. I mean, once you got the full dead skin rubbed down, yeah. the towel is The towel's irrelevant. out the window. Yeah. So I lay down, and he comes out with this hot towel filled with... So I don't know how he did it, but he put it in this pail... He brought it out of the pail, and the towel's got, like, suds all over it. And he puts the towel over over you and basically squeezes the suds on your body. And the suds, as soon as they hit your body, they're, they're two or three feet off your body. I've never seen... I'm just... It's like a snowball. You're in a snowball of soap. Wow, that's that sounds kind of fun, except, you know... Kind of fun if Lana was there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Instead of Hassan and you're in Turkey. (laughs) So this guy, to speed the story up a little bit. No, we're good, bro. He washes me down in the suds. He's just washing my body, you know, washing my legs, my neck, everything. Just the the arms, the hands. He takes me back to the the, uh, waterboarding area. He, he rinses me off, and then he gives me a towel, proper towel. I put that over my body. Then he puts a towel over my head, so I look like some type of sultan. And he brings me to an area where they lay you down amongst other guys on like a, like a, like a lounge area. And they bring out like blackberry juice and some water, and you relax there for 10 minutes. Yeah. Then they take you to the massage room. I knew there was a massage involved in here somewhere. So it's a 35-minute massage. So this guy comes back out in his proper smock, takes me to the massage room, and starts massaging me. Now, in all due respect to Dr. Ron, <laughs> oh boy, and Danny, who I got in Los Angeles, this guy's hands was so fucking strong. I, I I don't know if it's pent up rage. I don't know what the hell it was, but this guy took my calf and started to massage my calf and it was so hard. I think I think my calf almost popped out of my skin. And this is still Hassan? This is still Hassan. Hassan shot Wow. Just a work animal. Now when you're in a massage table you got that hole that you put your face in, right? Yes. And if you open your eyes sometimes, you see the person's shoes or their feet while they're massaging you. Well, for our listeners, more than likely, the floor of the mall. (laughs) 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 That's where we're all doing the $10 ones while we're waiting for our wives to come out of fucking store. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) 
so I'm looking at this guy's feet while he's massaging my shoulders over my head, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, the, mis- the, the feet magically disappear. They're gone. Like, not like he moved. Right, you're still getting the pressure on the, on the body. Still getting the pressure, but the feet are gone. The guy hopped up on the table. <laughs> He's on the table. He's on you. the table. He did some monkey move. And he got on the table, and he starts walking on my legs. I've never seen anything like this. Wow. This He's, is unbelievable, man. Now, I start to feel a dripping on my back. I'm like, what the fuck? Is there a leak? And the guy flips me over, and he goes, look at me. He's drenched in sweat. This guy was massaging me so hard. He broke into a full sweat. He goes, I've never, never in my life massaged someone's shoulders so tense. He goes, is it your wife? I go, my wife? It's you, Hassan. <laughs> Wait, well, you broke up for a second. He goes, I never watched someone so... He, he never massaged someone so tense in his life. Like, oh, and then he said, is it your wife? This is my it? wife. Fuck on my wife. It's you, man. <laughs> I wasn't like this before I came in here. <laughs> now, now, oh, don't worry. We got that properly, man. Uh, listen, um, was the dripping then that was his sweat dripping It was his sweat you? on my back. Hey, fuck, man. I got I mean, listen, the whole experience, I got to tell you right now, this was three or four days ago. My skin is still shining from this bath. Right. Yeah. All I went through, that 70 minutes of being uncomfortable, not knowing what to expect, the fucking sweat on the back, the monkey move, the walking on the legs... And, of course, I tell my mom this, and she goes, that's why you're shitting. Because this guy moved some of the shit around in your stomach, and uh, that's why you're sick. Like, my mother believes anything that I do that's out of the ordinary causes illness. Listen, I'm still stuck on the sweat landing on you. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah you know, I mean, it's like I, I've played pick up basketball and we go to play a team that just won so now you play the winners mm-hmm. and I can't even guard the guy until yeah. I break out in the sweat because he's so gross Yeah, he's like oh I can, I can post this guy up all day I'm like you, until I sweat you can you're disgusting <laughs> so let alone <clears throat> to feel a drop hit you oh, and yeah. think there's a leak in the ceiling and then the look up it's just all <laughs> the story was I mean I'm giving a golf clap. It was a very entertaining story. Unbelievable. Oh. I'm sure your skin is sparkling like it never has. I believe that. Um, I, I have to ask, at some point, you had to have said to yourself, what do you tip? <laughs> <laughs> right? Cause, I mean, this is an unbelievable job. Yeah, I did it. It came across my mind. I'm like, you know, is it a standard 20 percenter here, 15, like the states? What are we giving this guy? And at the end, 
he said uh, it was a pleasure I hope you enjoyed your experience here when you go downstairs if you'd like to give me a tip please do so so just that alone the guy's getting 20 percent now yeah. do you think do you 20%. think do you think he tr- do you, he meant it that he never rubbed shoulders as tense as yours if he had said that and wasn't sweating i would say okay he says this but the guy literally was was drenched he looked like uh, Shaq after a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like coming off his nose. You know, that sweat where, where, where it starts to come off your nose, that, that ain't, you know, that's serious work. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Now, did you have trouble walking after that? Did you, how did you feel after you left there? Did you feel invigorated? Yeah. Like, I yeah. would highly recommend a Turkish massage in Turkey to this particular place to anybody it 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 was well worth the uncomfortable experience afterwards again i went home body was like it's like silk silk well here's here's the final question on the whole thing let's say it's the day before you're going to tape your next hour special you're feeling a few aches and pains all around because you've been working out extra hard to get in good shape. Uh, you could use a good just rejuve before you go out that next day and do that special. Given the choice, all three being equally accessible, you can either have this Turkish bath done in wherever you're doing your special in that town by Hassan. Everything the same and all the stuff you need. You can get a rub down by Danny, the L.A. guy, or Dr. Ron, the master from Florida. Who would you want? And what tech, which one of those three situations would you want the day before your next special? I, no. mean, I know Dr. Ron is the only one who listens to the cast. so No question we go Dr. Ron. I mean, Dr. Ron is the best. I mean, you can't beat him. Uh, I mean, strength is one thing, but knowing what to do with your strength and how to hit particular areas in your body, Dr. Ron's got that down to a science. And I told Dr. Ron, you know, if we ever go on a major, major tour, he's coming with me. I'm going to tell him, leave the practice in Naples. Those people could fend for themselves. You're coming on the bus with me. Right now, Hassan's on the bus going to work, listening to this cast that he downloaded, going, this is bullshit, man. This is bullshit. I do full body scrub. (laughs) Listen, uh, but if someone were to go to Turkey and they had four or five days, would you recommend the guy doing this? Yeah, I would recommend him. No, I mean, not not Hassan per se, but I'm saying if you go to Turkey and get a Turkish bath, it's worth it. It's fun. Yeah, I would recommend doing this. Definitely. Uh, All right, man. Holy shit. So that was was my, uh, my Turkish bath experience. White Cloud, you thought you'd leave, maybe go play the field, see what else was out there, what else wet your whistle, and you found out when it comes to wetting whistles that nobody wets a better whistle than these two Cinderellas? Either way, it's good to hear that you're back on board. Later. Do you want to get into this uh, advice column? All right, let's get into this advice for this guy. It was, it was written out. This guy is, uh, say, Petey Sebastian, Louis Jimmy from Boston. My name's Jay from San Jose. Huge fan. 
Uh, actually tuned in to episode 15, then went back to one. I need some advice. I only hear from some A-class guys. So I'm planning to propose to my girlfriend sometime very soon. Got the ring, got the place where I'm going to do it. And he puts in parentheses the high school where we met, at the bleachers where we first said hi to each other, etc. Got all that locked down, no problem. For some weird reason, I'm so damn nervous about asking her mom for her blessings. Her mom's nice, but extremely intimidating. The kind that would leave you questioning life after a talk about something small. How do you guys ask your wife's parents for their daughter's hand in marriage? It's embarrassing how I cannot stay cool, calm, and collected with her mom. Help me out, guys. How do I approach this? Now, what what did you do? Did you feel nervous? Where were you at? Okay, well, I mean, nah, it's funny. I brought this up to my father the other day. We were laughing about it because I wasn't nervous, but... I, I guess I was kind of nervous, but my father-in-law lived so far away, I couldn't go there. So I was just, hold on, I got Jack, he's pulling in a, a cord here. Jack? Jack, that's okay, you can just leave that, thanks. I'll get that when I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you're up all night too, but thanks, all right. <laughs> all right, so I... <laughs> oh, I, I felt you had a tiptoe around that. I, oh, you ain't kidding. <laughs> Jackie said she needs to go to Turkey. You certainly do, man. You need to chill and get a Turkish bath. Bro, I called my father-in-law and I said, listen, I apologize. I can't be there to say this or ask you this face-to-face, but I'd like to take your daughter's hand in marriage. The guy was so flattered that I even asked him in any capacity because it's a lost art form. So right out of the gate, I want to tell this kid, the fact that you're going to even ask your mother-in-law... No matter how it comes out, she's going to just be totally flattered uh, and filled with respect that you asked her. But anyway, that's my little way. And how about yourself, bro? I don't know. The way way I'm reading this, uh, I don't like the mother-in-law. Yeah, well, it's... it's, I I don't like that anybody makes somebody feel, like, uncomfortable or questioning. I don't like that. Well, got a problem. I mean, that. you got to ask yourself, is this kid pumping gas? Because if he's pumping gas, <laughs> they, you're going to get lip from me, too, if you ask. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, if you're the sports doctor for the fucking, uh, you know, New York Giants, then, then this is a walk in the park, baby. Yo, well, maybe, so, maybe she, he's given, maybe the mother-in-law's giving this guy attitude because she don't like the guy. Maybe. I don't know. Or well, maybe this is the way her personality is. I don't know. Aside from all that, Jay... Just go up and and do it. It's 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 gonna happen anyway. You're just having respect for her parents and doing the the honorable thing and and asking them, you know, if it's okay or hey, I'm gonna do this. So yeah, like Pete said, they should be flattered. But I got something. I'm telling you right now, I got something with this mother-in-law. I, yeah, but I think there's something on the line here. We're not getting the total story because I'm just saying. It sounds to me like this guy is a little hesitant because he knows he doesn't have a, a particularly secure setup. You know what I mean? Like if it's if he's like trying to be a musician or something and he's living the dream and he's trying, then this yeah. woman's got to get over it. But if he's, you know, doing nothing with his life and he knows it and she knows it and she's going to call him on it, then he's going to, you know, that's what's going to happen, man. So, you know, but like why? What did... What did 
when you say it's going to happen anyway, if my father-in-law said, over my dead body, you're not going to marry her, what am I supposed to do? Be like, well, I'll be right up there with a fucking shotgun guy because this is going down. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're asking as a courtesy and out of respect, you know, for the daughter and the parents. So, you know, I've never heard of anybody going, you're not marrying my daughter. You know, I've never heard of any of that. And I'm sure that happens, but it's like, what are you going to do? Go back to the your your girlfriend and go, listen, I, I, last night I asked your parents if it's okay, and they said no, so I'll see you around, huh? I mean, what, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you do? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, then you're going to have your little us-against-them sort of romance, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, but that's nobody, nobody really ever wants to do it like that. I know daughter wants to go down the aisle without her dad and stuff, yeah. so... Yeah, but yeah, but they would, you know. You're right, they would. You gotta. I don't know, dude. If my daughter wants to marry a loser, <sighs> I don't know what I would do, man. And then he comes to me, I'd probably be like, "Don't even fucking do it, dude. Don't even ask. Don't even do it. Go home. Go home. <laughs> Go home." <laughs> you, you would think that. Do the parents have a big say, or should they have a big say? You know, I, and, and I know, you know, grown grown people, and whatever, they fall in love or whatever. But the, if the guy or girl is a complete and utter loser, has no future, can't provide for the family, has no skill sets, can the parents just go, no? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I got to think, man, if Sadie brings home some guy and he's sleeping on your couch every night, and he don't got no place to go. Don't we? Don't we? Don't we put a bag over his head and send him somewhere? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I make a few phone calls. We make this go away. Yeah. By the way, I was talking to the Mazzillis last night. I went out. That's our management. I went out with them and Lana for for dinner. And we were we were talking about uh, the shooting that happened. This maniac killing these reporters did you see this yeah and it happens every time right you hear these shootings but prior to the shootings you always hear like their facebook page had uh you know these devil worship or praising uh, other shooters there's always signs that something's gonna happen is it me or or, or no yeah, it, uh, yeah, usually, usually, yes. Usually, yes, right. So, if you post something on Facebook saying, I love the guys from Columbine, those are my heroes, don't you think the next day someone shows up at their door, put a bag over their head, zip tie it shut, and they're gone? Yeah, I don't know, think we're using the the headbag enough. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. And, you know, I, I really do think we need some more policing going on on the Internet because a lot of times the answers, like you said, were right there in front of us, right? Yeah, I mean, like, there's got to be some type of policing going on here, going, if you tweet something out that you're going to kill everybody around you tomorrow, you get paid a visit. There you go, bag overhead in a van That's you're it. never seen again. 
If I was running for president, I'd have a mock commercial showing the world how it would work. And I'd have a big warehouse. And there'd be rows and rows of men in black suits and white shirts with black ties looking at computers. And I'll say, when you go on your computer, that little camera that you look into, we're fucking looking at you. We're looking at every one of you. And if you don't want us looking at you, stay off the fucking computer. But as long as you're on it, we're watching, all right? We'll watch. And the minute you do something, Tony gets in the van, and then you, get, you don't even get a chance to say goodbye to your fucking family. That's how it's working now. I feel that. When you flip up your computer, you should immediately feel that someone's watching your shit. <laughs> right? God damn, why do people... I need my privacy. You want your privacy? Go fucking camping. <laughs> Jesus Christ, fuck your privacy. I swear to God, right, dude? Fuck it. Close the door. You can jerk off in the bathroom or else go camping. That's all you got. That's all you get anymore. Holy shit. You, you, we gave you privacy and you all fucked it up. Yeah. God. Damn, oh, it's my done. God. It's done. Psychos. Psychos, yeah, goes, man. I mean, I, I'm not saying my... I'm just saying if you post something... Like, obviously, these people have a, a couple followers or a few friends. Like, for example, if I see you post something on your feed saying, fuck this world, I, I, I've had enough, tomorrow's doomsday, right? right? Yeah. I got to either call you and go, what the hell are you doing? Or I call Jackie and go, <laughs> call the van and get the bag out over Pete's head, right? I mean... <laughs> Nobody, just, there's no like, alarms going off with these people. You'll call, you'll call Jackie and go, cough once if he's in the room. <laughs> Bro, you sent me back to back two days in a row. One was you and Lana having white wine and a photo in Istanbul. And then the next day you were having white wine and a photo in Sardinia. I almost called you just to say I felt you were having too much white wine. <laughs> And I was concerned for your drinking, let, let alone scrollings yeah. about wanting to kill people. Yeah. God. I mean, that's all I'm saying is we could see it coming with some people. When when they start sending faxes, 26-page uh, manifestos of what they're going to do, they, doesn't somebody come and knock on the door and go, excuse me, did you fax this to ABC yesterday? Oh, yeah, that was me. All right, there's your bag. There's the bag over the head, the zip tie on the hands, and they're gone. That's it. I mean, the fact that the fax machine went off for the first time since since whatever should have been alarming yeah. enough. Oh, Holy fuck, man. I'm just sick of this. People just doing whatever they want. This is exactly why I don't fucking work for anybody and nobody works for me. So, so nobody's ever going to come knocking on my door. I never fired any. If I fired somebody, I think I'd call them every day for three years straight. Are you good? Everything cool? You're right? Yeah. How you doing? How you doing? Did you find no job yet? <laughs> Shit. I, you know, it, my heart goes out to these of people. Of course, that, dude. That, that die. It's not just them. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy, it, though. It's a zillion times. You can't it's do anything up. anymore. You can't do anything. Apparently, this woman or someone went to HR and told on this guy, and this guy got upset. That's why I don't, you know, we had that incident with the fence guy. Remember, you know, about a year ago, the guy told on the city to take down my fence. And, yeah, I wanted to shit on his car. and I wanted to do all this stuff, but I didn't do anything. Because A, I didn't want to get arrested, and B, you don't know 
you don't know what people are capable of. I mean, there was a time when I, I couldn't get out of my driveway, right? There was a car that kind of parked in, in front of my driveway and I couldn't get out. So I called the police or saying, or, or I called someone, either something, I called the city or something. And they said, yeah, we'll have somebody come and tow it, but you gotta be there when the, the, the tow truck shows up and you we have to document that you called the tow truck. I go, forget it, I, I, I'll walk. Because now my name's down on paper that I call and got somebody towed. How do I know who I'm getting towed, right? Right. That guy could come back and my house is on fire. Absolutely. That's why I don't, I don't say nothing to nobody. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Look at me. Never ride on your friends. And always keep your mouth shut. I want to fly. Fly, fly away. Did you want to hear my dollar rental story? Yeah, well, what'd you do? I got Again? a doozy. I got a doozy travel one here, bro. <laughs> what? You know what? You know when you like when you see a movie and sometimes they show you the end of the movie before the beginning and it yeah. makes you go, oh, what's gonna? How did we get to that? Yeah. How about I'm gonna do that? I'm gonna read you the email that I sent the manager of the dollar rental car oh, okay. the day before I left on my vacation when I got back from LA. And then I'll go back. Uh, this is what I write to him. Wheels are in motion with your corporate office to let them know what a thug you are. Threatening me by not allowing me on the shuttle? Your employee <laughs> dropping F-bombs? You're a thug. I got it all recorded and videotaped. I look forward to it. You literally tried to intimidate me. What a joke. You're running a business, dummy, not a gang. I will do my best to let your company know what a zero you are. I sent that from my iPhone. Wow. <laughs> of course, I haven't done a thing since. I just saved it for the cast. I don't even remember <laughs> the guy's name. But I want him to have a couple of days where he's tiptoeing, man. But we live in a world where, where these kind of letters, they, he didn't reply, nothing. Just bounced right off him. Nobody, I don't even think people read anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> Without a photo. That's why Instagram's blowing up, really. Uh, <laughs> so what, 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 what happened on so, the, on the uh, shuttle? So from the last cast, you remember, we were out, I was out in L.A., and, dude, it's the nickel and diming. I can't yeah. take it anymore. I go into Dollar Rental Car to rent my car, have the, uh, you know, the reservation and everything. There's a long line. The woman says to me, hey, will you be willing to use our new electronic rental? Uh, I go, sure. And she's like, thanks so much. We're trying to get people to use these more instead of waiting in line. So when you go to the electronic rental, you grab a phone like as if you're in prison and a screen comes up and there's a woman and she happens to be in Oklahoma and she's live and you're talking to her on the phone. She's like, I'm going to rent I'm going to rent you the car. And she goes, first of all, grab your uh, little envelope pocket out of the side of the machine. There should be the envelope pocket. And you know that little card pocket you put all your paperwork in? Yeah. So that's there. And she goes, yeah, that's where we're going to, after I print out your paperwork, you just put it right in there. I go, okay, great. She checks me in. No problem. I get the keys. I leave. Now, I always pay, uh, I'll pay for gas. Like, I'll bring it back on full. That's how I do it. 
when I when I rent a car. I don't know. Do you prepay for your gas, or whatever? No, I uh, I bring it because you know, I don't know how many miles I'm gonna drive. So I said I'll fill it up and then I'll you know. Right. Uh, and they always say fill it up within ten miles. Of, yeah. Yeah. I always fill it to the rim right around the corner. That's what I do this time. I fill it to the rim. I pull in. I got a late night flight. I'm leaving. It's like I'm doing the red eye. So I'm pulling in at like 10 o'clock. Got like a 12 o'clock flight. I pull in. The lady comes over and she gets in the car. She looks at the thing and uh, she looks back at me and she goes, all right, we got to charge you $10 for gas. <clears throat> and I go, what? It's filled to the rim. She's like, yeah, but where's your gas receipt? I go, what do you mean <laughs> gas receipt? It's filled to the rim. I am not lying to you, bro. You can see the Sunoco across the highway. I go, I just filled it right there. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, but you have to have your gas receipt showing that you got gas within 10 miles. I go, look at it. You can't. It's filled to the rim. You couldn't put more gas in it. That it but still, without a receipt. I go, nobody told me I needed a receipt. How would I know? And she's like, well, we tell you that. I go, nobody uh, told me that, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so I go, get, get the manager. Get the manager. This is bullshit. I go, you, I go, get the manager. I go, there's no reason I should pay. I go, you got a gas tank right there. Why don't we go over there? And if you can get any more gas in it, I'll pay for the gas, all right? And the 10 bucks. And then she goes, don't you fucking come at me. You fucking come at me. All of a sudden, man, she goes, Compton on me, man. Oh. Yeah. She right? starts swearing? She starts swe- swearing. So now I have a new move for the listeners. It's been very effective, man. She starts swearing at me, right? She goes, don't you fucking come at me like that. And I go, mother, I go, what? Are we cursing? Dropping F-bombs? And she goes, you fucking cursing me? I'm fucking... I go, I didn't curse. I, she goes, you fucking... Di-. I hold up my phone. I go, I didn't curse, but I've been recording our whole conversation, and I got you cursing. <laughs> oh, I, wow. Bro, I don't even have the phone on. <laughs> the face drops, though. I've used this when I go up to airports now to talk after they talk for a few minutes. I go, keep going because I'm recording and I want to make sure I have all of it. Oh, dude, it fucks them up. <laughs> it immediately makes them go, what did I say? Did I say that? Did he not? Th- oh. So I go, I didn't drop the F-bomb, but you have, and I got a recording. So and, then, and I go, why don't you get the manager now so I can let him know and I can play this for him. And she goes, fine, I'll get the manager. I go, fine, I'll keep it rolling. Like I said, I don't even have the goddamn thing. Oh, on. that's a great move. But it do you think a- she was even phased? And people like that in the first place have no filter, no switch. Do you think she even cares if she loses the job? I think I think kind of she did, but it was one of those amazing. I've used it like a few times over the past maybe six months. Uh, so it always throws people off at first, but then you can see people that do a quick recon of everything we discussed, and when they realize they didn't say anything that they would mind having on tape, then they don't care again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but other people they can still you can tell like they're not comfortable with it, and they, and it gives you up a hand, man. It changes. I'm telling you, when I work front desk at a hotel, no one did that back then. I've dropped a couple f bombs here and there where it was my word against yours. <laughs> so so anyway. Uh, she goes and she gets the manager. And, you know, again, this is like, I don't, I get the, got this kind of time. I don't want to sit here, but this is fucking horseshit, man. You're just jacking me for an extra 10. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have stopped and gotten gas if you were going to just jack me. Yeah. So, so uh, the guy comes over, dude. Say what you want about me. I am not a racist person. I am fucking, how can you be in this world? There's so many different ones of us. That's just the way I live, but I'm just saying it like it is. It's a big big 
bald black man. Think Serge Knight, Serge Knight, right? There's a reason this guy is working the night shift. This, <laughs> this was classic intimidation. That's what was coming at me. And, and like he's coming at me right away with he's wearing the uniform. The sleeves don't fit, so he had to cut them a little and roll them up. Oh, yeah. Huge, man. Huge, you know? And now I felt like this was a test to see if I got the balls to continue. And right away, I go, hello, sir. And, and he right away goes very polite, and he goes, um, he looks at me, and he goes, um, I understand there's a problem. And I go, See, well, right away, I don't like that attitude. Right, right. Because right away, he's like, he's hovering over me. And he's going, I understand we have a problem. And I go, well, I filled the car up with gas. And you still, he goes, you don't have a receipt. And I go, listen, I told the young lady before she started dropping an F-bomb. He cuts me off and he goes, I reviewed the tape. I saw your behavior. You're going to leave right now. That's what he says to me. You're going to leave right now. I go, oh, you reviewed the tape. What do you what want, tape? a fucking wolf? You reviewed the tape. First of all, yeah, yeah. He, like, he has me think that he's got a camera hovering over the, the dollar parking lot. He, he. He checked your video, and he raised you a video? Yeah, she went in. He was not there right away. They made me wait for a while, which was embarrassing. I'm sitting on the hood of the car. Luckily, I had the time. So by the time he came out, they tried to play it off as the reason he took time to come out was because he was watching on the tape. He reviewed the tape of my behavior with her. My behavior? What do you mean my behavior? I put my Italian hands out and gestured like... This yeah. is not happening. He don't. You don't have a tape, and he don't have a tape. <laughs> oh, everybody's calling. No one's calling anyone's bluff. Everyone's got tapes. We all got tapes. <laughs> I forgot. I don't even have a tape now. Yeah, you're right, bro. So I know he has no tape, but I don't think he doesn't think that I have a tape, right? Uh, so he says, yeah. So he says that I reviewed it, and I go, you reviewed what, sir? Listen. Sir, sir, excuse me, sir. And he goes, you can go now. I go, sir. He goes, one more word out of you and I won't let you on my shuttle. He won't let me. It's his shuttle now. It's his oh, shuttle. Wow. And, you know, this is dollar rental, dude. I'm in the middle of goddamn nowhere. There's no sidewalks outside the barbed wire fence. All right. I'm not, I'm not, not getting on the shuttle, right? So I look back at him. I go, all right, can I at least have your name, at least within my recording? And I still have my phone up. <laughs> and he goes, I'll do you one better. I'll give you my card. And I go, thanks, you know? And he goes to get it. So, so bottom line, he gives me the car, and I go, thank you, sir. And I go to walk away, and, and then he goes, oh, hey. Uh, oh, yeah, and, he, and I go, thank you, sir, but I have to. And he goes, one more word, and you don't get on my shuttle. Then you don't get, oh, it's your shuttle again. Okay, so I go to walk away, and he goes, by the way, you forgot this. And he had just grabbed off my front seat that little card that I told you about that you grab when you first go to check-in. Oh, yeah. And he flips it open, and there's a little yellow fucking flyer, like a little thin thing that says, need your receipt to show uh. within 10 miles. And he goes, you forgot this, which clearly shows you. And I go, well, I checked in electronically. You will not be on my shuttle. One more word. So I'm like, what do what you, you get to say one more word? Then I can't say one more word? Or, or, or you're going to strand me? Oh, by the way. He also said to the woman on my way out, and he goes, I make sure you have his name correctly. Um, make sure you have his name correctly because he is banned from all of our stores. Dollar, Thrifty, uh, come and, on. And, uh, and Fox. And I go, uh, I go, ooh, all the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> One more word, sir. I do have to admit, I got on the shuttle. I'm like, oh, now I'm going to get jacked for Hertz for fucking 
Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll rape you. I know. Next cast, though, I think I'm going to try live on a cast to make a reservation with Thrifty, just to show that the Zero didn't even <laughs> fucking ban me. <laughs> I just started hating some people today. Talking trash behind your back all day. Saying things that a garbage man would not say. Just started hating some people today. Not just started wanting to kill someone. And I don't need a nun truck or a gun. One look in my eye and you will run. And I just started wanting to kill someone. Hey, the philosophy of this fucking squad is off the field, we're good-ass dudes. We're nice fucking guys, we do the right thing. On the field, when you step on the field, you're the baddest fucker on the planet. And together, we're the baddest fucking team on the planet. And that's the way we're gonna attack every fucking day. I don't care who walks into our building, I don't care whose building we walk into, we're the baddest fuckers out there. Texans on three, one, two, three, Texans! First of all, we had some banter with a three-way text, and I, I texted Watt something, and then um, this is actually kind of funny. Uh, a little later on in the day, my phone is, like, making noise. It's in my short pocket, and I hear it making noise, and I look up, and it's FaceTiming Watt. And I go, oh, my God, oh, my God, what the fuck, what the fuck? And I'm trying to shut it off, and I'm like, oh, God, God, I don't know if that went through. Like, you know, and I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'd say about two hours later, I'm watching a movie. I hear ding. It's a text from Watt. And he goes, did you? Oh, he goes, Pete, did you really just try to FaceTime me? Like, oh, my God. I mean, like, we do not have anything remotely close to a relationship like that. You know what I mean? It's like been text here and there, three-way, you included. that. So right away, I got to be like, what am I, a fucking high school girl at the mall? Because it really was an accident. But, um, and then a little later on, uh, you said something, he said something, and you replied with, uh, you're doing all right, Pally. And he texted back to you, Pally, question mark. And then he was, said, I hope that was Lana answer. It's like, we got to watch our words with the kids. As it gets closer to go time, it, yeah, he's getting a little more aggressive. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's beating up on... Uh... 300-pound offensive lineman. So it's like he comes home, he's got a chip on his shoulder, man. You throw a pally at him, he's going go, to call you on it. I don't know where pally came from. I never use that word. Dude, I mean, that's nothing. The guy's a goddamn beast. He thinks I want to do a little FaceTime so he can see the lakeshore that I'm hanging out on. Shit, we don't even do this Skype thing face-to-face. God, no pallies, no face to face. I got. I'm going home and I'm getting HBO because I can't. Everyone is just saying the man is a beast. It's an unbelievable oh, show. So fill us in before we go. Can you give the people like myself who don't have HBO what is going on? I hear Watt is just shredding it on this thing. Well, it's basically for those of you that don't know the concept of the show is Hard Knocks is on HBO. It follows one team each year in training camp. This year it happens to be the Houston Texans. And basically it's like a reality TV show based around camp 
And they highlight certain players. Obviously, they're following Watt uh, around a lot because he's the star player, not only of the team, but the league. And uh, they're showing some of his workouts. And one thing he does is he flips a 1,000-pound tire. That's what he does for his workout or one of his workouts. And two years ago, apparently he could only do it once in one day. Now, recently, he did it 61 times in one day. Flipped a 1,000-pound tire. 61 times? 61 times. So, I mean, you got to get under it. you got to use your you know, legs. There's a lot of, like, upper body strength. And he pushes it over. He did that 61 times in a day. And it basically chronicles his workout sessions, his kind of banter with teammates. I'm, I'm fascinated with this. I've always loved the show. And now that we know somebody who's on the show, I highly recommend getting the HBO thing just for the month to check it out. Yeah, I, I'm, my, my jaw's dropped. I, it's 61 times. Holy shit. 61 times. And, uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. So they show a lot of uh, a lot of his training and a lot of kind of his off-camera antics. And uh, it's, it's a good show. Uh, I highly recommend it. That's uh, the pick of the week. Did you see, by the way, after last cast, he texted... Uh, because when I said I would be able to get up, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he sends that text. Just to clarify, if I got a free blindside hit on you, you're not getting off the field. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I just clarified. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, every listener t- t- texted, tweeted saying you'd be dead. So you'd be getting, you'd be in a body bag, a Houston Texans body bag. Uh, well, this weekend I'm at Levity Live uh, out in the Palisades here in New York. Uh, and then uh, I want to promote a couple shows, and I don't know why this computer's taking so long to load the tour dates, but I'll give them to you momentarily. I want to promote the shows in Vancouver and Portland, Oregon. I'm coming there September, let me get it for you. Where am I? September 19th in Portland. And September 18th in Vancouver. Go to SebastianLive.com to purchase tickets. And also want to promote one other show. I'll be in Dallas. Some people were asking when am I coming back to Texas. I'll be at the Addison Improv October 15th through the 17th. So come check me out there. Got some exciting news. Don't want to share it with you just yet. Stay tuned for future shows. I'll be announcing something that I think Pete would definitely appreciate and the listeners would definitely be interested in. And uh, mainly might have to take a good portion of the show to discuss it. So uh, just leave you a little cliffhanger there. All right. All right. Get back to your vacation, your beautiful family. Hope Sadie's feeling better. And uh, I'd like to thank all the listeners once again for tuning in. Please share the show on your Facebook and Twitter page. Comment as you will. And uh, thanks for listening. Good hanging, bro. Take care. Later. Bye. The show has ended. I feel if I, if I smile at all, it's going to give this guy license to fucking feel my balls. <laughs> No, I, dude, I'm not. You're like, I can picture you just like, they're not gonna break me. They're not gonna break me.